Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And a great Friday afternoon to you here on the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas with you. Always privileged to serve as your concierge for conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show. 3 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, again, thanks for joining us this Friday afternoon. Have the privilege of looking at a, another very innovative effort from the Modesto Police Department. It's called the Chat Team, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they're tired of uh, of this joke, but we are going to chat about it. Uh, on the line with us is Sergeant Michael Hammond from the Modesto Police Department, and we're going to talk about the Community Health and Assistant Team. Sergeant Handum, thanks so much, Sergeant, for joining us this Friday afternoon, making some time for us here. Good afternoon. My pleasure. Well, tell us, uh, first of all, a thumbnail sketch about what the chat team is about, and then let's go back and look at the genesis of it, what, what led up to it, and uh, what successes have led to where it is now. Yeah, sure. So, the chat team started uh, as, a, as a thought process um, last year, um, and we can get to the historical context of it here shortly. But really what it's designed to do is um, a couple different things, is to um, address people uh, in, in crisis or homelessness. Uh, the people that we've hired to do our outreach have uh, been in the system for several years, and they've already built relationships with a lot of these folks in the community. And so really uh, they when they come to work for the city of Modesto, um, as chat employees, uh, they hit the ground running. There's a lot of things that they already knew how to do. They knew how to talk to people. They already had relationships with people. Um, and they understand the system of care here in Stanislaus County. And so uh, really my job is to kind of teach them the culture of uh, the city of Modesto and the Modesto Police Department and, um, and some new resources they have for them to help them do their job. And so, uh, again, um, it's to address uh, homeless complaints um, and uh, contact people on a daily basis uh, to see if we can figure out what their barriers are and how can we remove those barriers and uh, get them into our system of care here in the county. Um, the other thing they're designed to do is, is to uh, help patrol reduce calls for service that uh, typically have been a police response but doesn't necessarily need to be a police response. We've never had a system like that before. And so what our uh, chat um, – specialists will do is they'll take some of those calls off the board that police officers don't have to respond to and it may look something like uh, somebody sleeping at a bus stop or uh, somebody looks homeless and they're with the shopping cart and uh, they have a bunch of blight and stuff around them um, and those don't always need uh, police calls uh, the chat the chat specialist can respond and uh, talk to them and build a relationship with them and build that trust and and try to find ways to uh, get them off the streets and get them in the shelter and get them support um, and so primarily we'll see a reduction of calls for service for patrol, and then we'll also, we're also um, in, the, in the community um, making the community healthy um, by assisting folks, hence the term chat. So Sergeant Michael effort, Hammond, <clears throat> excuse me just a second, Sergeant Michael Hammond, our guest here. Sergeant, let me go backtrack just a little bit. Uh, no, number one, I, I would guess that for patrol, this is a tremendous advantage because they're freed up to handle other critical calls for service, right, uh, that, uh, yes. that that don't have to have, uh, uh, you know, th- that 
that are uh, of a greater uh, degree and, and have a greater weight than some of these other calls that the citizen uh, team can handle. And secondly, uh, just curious, what are some of the uh, professional or the training backgrounds of the chat team? What, what do they bring to the mix that's a, a great advantage to you at MPD? Uh, well, a lot of them come from uh, services from within the county, such as BHR, BHRS, Telecare, Turning Point, and these are our service providers um, for various shelters and other systems of care. And so, uh, you know, there may be some de-escalation training, there may be some uh, assessment training that comes with it, but really it's about the experience uh, with this population um, and, and looking uh, for things to um, find a remedy the situation for this person and so uh, the, the big the biggest component is uh, building trust um, but some of the other training that comes with it um, it's always continuous training up-to-date training uh, in terms of dealing with uh, identifying with uh, mental health issues or drug addiction issues or um, just general assistance so and and so they bring the experience with them and and just to clarify they are non-sworn correct but they are employees of the police department. Correct. They are non-sworn civilian. Uh, um, we call them uh, outreach specialists. Sergeant Michael Hammond is our guest from the Modesto Police Department. Sergeant Hammond, let's go back and talk about the genesis of this. What programs, what successes led up to where we are now with the chat team? Yeah, so about um, four or five years ago, we started with our HEART team, which is our Homeless Engagement and Response Team. And that primarily uh, originally consisted of a, a police officer and a, a firefighter um, in, a, in a car together. Uh, the firefighter was a paramedic, EMS-type person, and then a, a police officer who could uh, do the enforcement or accountability component of, um, of these issues. And, uh, you know, we found it was, it was very successful. Um, uh, the officers that we have assigned to the heart team are uh, very um, passionate people about um, the humanity aspect of, of policing and uh, empathetic and, and things like that. So uh, we were able to build trust. I was a part of that uh, with the community, and we were in uniform. And, um, and sometimes there's a stigma of officers working with this population. But really, uh, we've established a culture that the uh, – the transient population have learned to trust uh, certain officers, especially from the heart team, knowing that we're there to help them, not so much uh, hammer them all the time. And, you know, there, there is a time and a place to uh, conduct enforcement in these scenarios, but really it was about trying to offer services uh, and not go to jail all the time. And so the evolution of that is, um, well, why do we need police officers to do that? Can we have civilian employees, uh, you know, with a softer touch, softer approach, um, address some of these calls so that the officers can handle handle the other, you know, violent calls or the calls in progress and stuff. And so with that transition came the idea of um, civilian employees uh, doing some of the work that cops normally do so they could focus on other things. And uh, one of the models that we looked at um, uh, that we're pulling some experience from is the Cahoots uh, model in Eugene, Oregon. Um, and so some people know about Cahoots. It's an acronym for something. I don't have it memorized at the moment, but uh, it's, a, it's a program that's been around for 30 years in Eugene, Oregon. And um, we actually flew up there a couple of weeks ago um, and hung out with them and modeled or uh, rode out with them and, and saw how they worked. And so a lot of what we're doing is similar 
uh, but we're making um, uh, what they do work for us in our community. It's a little different. So uh, that's how we, that's where we're at. Um, and so at some point you're probably going to want to know where we're going. Uh, I think the idea is um, this program's here to stay. Um, and and what does that look like? I imagine we're going to add some more outreach specialists. I know we'll want to add some clinicians to the team to deal with more uh, like uh, mental health uh, response um, um, to the team, and then maybe even a, a paramedic or an EMT type to deal with some of the physical issues. And so we're in the baby steps of it right now. We're building it as we go. But the the long the long shot is uh, this team's going to grow. It's going to build and uh, they're going to be able to do a lot of different things for the city of Modesto. We're visiting with Sergeant Michael Hammond from Modesto Police Department. Uh, Sergeant, just to unpack that acronym, CAHOOTS, I believe it's Crisis Assistance Helping Out on the Streets, right up in uh, Eugene, Oregon. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, just, just uh, and, and we have talked to them, by the way, and, and, and incredibly innovative things coming out of there. And uh, as, as we're looking at uh, the current team here for chat, uh, let's talk about how it's configured, how many uh, personnel involved, how many vehicles. So we currently have three outreach specialists. We're slotted for four, and so we're looking for a fourth member here soon. Uh, we work a um, four, 10-hour shift, so that means Tuesday through Friday, uh, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., and um, we're looking to expand those hours as, as we get more staff. But right now, those hours really allow us to uh, connect with service partners in our county. And so if we have questions or, or need directions about something, uh, we're working those business hours to get those answers. And so, um, we, you know, hopefully we can work uh, maybe, you know, uh, longer 12, 16-hour days with a couple different shifts, hopefully weekends soon. I know the Cahoots model, they have 40 employees, uh, and they work 24 hours a day. They run three vehicles, uh, but they also uh, have uh, been around for 30 years. And so as we're building this, um, we have two vehicles right now, uh, one that is uh, Ford Explorer, and it's wrapped. Um, it's blue with wrapped and white, and it has chat all over it. Um, so you may have seen that around. If not, that's when you see that, that's what we're doing. And then we have a, a white pickup truck. Um, that's going to be wrapped in cahoots. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, chat uh, logos uh, soon. The idea is to get two sprinter vans, the really big vans uh, that we can stock with, you know, medical supplies and hygiene kits and things of that nature, and, and also provide a private space to uh, talk to folks. So maybe it's not out in the open, or if it's inclement weather or hot weather, uh, it creates a space where we can talk privately. Um, you know, with the community. And so those will be forthcoming also. And those will also be wrapped in uh, chat logos. Now, is the initial funding for this, is, is this grant-based? Is it part of the general budget? Uh, help us understand how the funding works there. Yeah, so right now this is uh, through a HUD grant. Um, and uh, this is up until next December, I believe. And so I know um, people uh, in the city are working on what that looks like after that. And uh, a lot of that is going to be the, based on the success of this program. And uh, I know that we um, um, track data based on how many contacts we have and the success rate and, uh, and uh, the rep uh, rep um, repetitive rate um, 
on it. And so I think a lot of the funding and all that will come based off the uh, success of this team and what they're doing for the community. So we're, we have uh, crime analysts tracking all that information. Sergeant Michael Hammond with us from the Modesto Police Department talking about the new chat program, uh, how it came to be, how it's being rolled out. And uh, just just, uh, very quickly, we've got about two or three minutes left. Uh, Any current stories that uh, that you can give us of of the effectiveness of this team? Yes, so uh, they go out and they um, handle calls for service, like I mentioned earlier, uh, help take calls off the board, as we say uh, in the business, for uh, patrol. Um, They assist other officers that that are maybe on some calls that, you know, aren't quite criminal calls, but, uh, you know, maybe willing to receive some help. So uh, chat off uh, specialists will respond to those. And then when they're not doing that, uh, helping officers or handling calls, they're being proactive, going to the parks or or going to where, um, you know, transients and homeless are um, and communicating with them on a daily basis um, to try to uh, get them sheltered. Uh, we we work uh, well with the Salvation Army. Um, we have a system in place where when people are ready to go, we can get them into the, the shelter, the, mostly the Salvation Army, sometimes a gospel mission, um, and sometimes uh, some other places if they're relevant. And so we do have a lot of success stories um, so far. And um, they're only going to get bigger and better. And so this is a really great program. Um, and I'm glad that the city of Modesto um, uh, is allowing us to um, uh, run with a program like this and, and see where it can take us. Um, we're not a city that's just, you know, threw our arms up and say, well, there's nothing we can do. We're trying to do something. And that's what's important. And even if this model uh, doesn't work, uh, we're moving forward to make changes to make it work. And so that's what's important, and that's what's exciting. Love that aspect of community collaboration that you were talking about. Uh, so important, and, and that has been in a hallmark of uh, Modesto Police Department. Sergeant Michael Hammond, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about the chat team, and uh, we'll look forward uh, to seeing uh, the effectiveness out there in the streets and maybe uh, connect with you a couple months down the line and see how we're doing. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. All right, my friends, uh, Sergeant Michael Hammond, and we've been talking about the new chat team. Uh, for Modesto Police Department. Uh, appreciate Sergeant Michael Hammond taking the time to unpack that for us today. And uh, got a question for you uh, regarding uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and also to get your reactions to what you've heard about this chat team. That's coming up. Area code 209-551-3483. That's our number here, 209 209- Five five one three four eight three. As the Mike Douglas Show continues on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show every weekday at three on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV traffic now from the J and J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Good afternoon, everyone. Let's pick it up in Tracy, 205 eastbound, right at the I-5 interchange. Three-vehicle accident in the center divide. Traffic very slow back from Grant Line Road. Amantica, of course, 120 eastbound. Trouble from Union Road. Pretty much all the way on to that 99 interchange. Once you're on 99, it is very slow down into the heart of Ripon. That's traffic. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. 
If you've been enjoying what you hear on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, there's more where that came from. This week on the Buck Sexton podcast, we dive into the latest in the fight against Fauciism and so much more. It's the Buck Sexton show podcast. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Dateline, the true crime original. All new mysteries, Friday nights on NBC, next day on Peacock, and ready to binge wherever you get your podcasts. There's no escape from Dateline, so don't even try. What do you get when you cross an NBA, veteran, and mortgage expert? Plenty to chew on, that's what. Catch Real Estate Jerky with host Ed Farco and his trusty sidekick, Marlene Champlin, every Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. Spicy. Radio advertising can connect your business with holiday shoppers wherever they go. Use iHeart Ad Builder to create an affordable custom radio ad right on your phone. Just click, listen, approve, then hear it on the radio. Create your customized ad today at iHeartAdBuilder.com. It's always been there when you turn on the faucet, take a shower, or water the lawn. So it's easy to think that it's always going to be there. But climate change and more frequent, severe droughts are putting our water supply in danger. California is in the midst of a serious drought, and we can take action to help save water. Let's work together to make it last. To learn more about the changes you can make indoors and outdoors to conserve water, visit SaveOurWater.com. Dell Technologies' biggest business sale of the year has arrived. Step up your vision with top tech up to 45% off during their early access Black Friday event. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Plus, get incredible savings on Windows 11 PCs, along with servers, monitors, and docks, all with free shipping. There's also special financing with Dell Business Credit. Get started by contacting your Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. This week on Red Pilled America, we tell the story of multimedia icon Glenn Beck and how he blazed the trail for how to fight back against cancel culture. Listen to Red Pilled America on the iHeartRadio app. That's Red Pilled America. Local Talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thanks again for joining us this beautiful autumn Friday afternoon here in California's Central Valley. Love this time of year uh, and and love the recent rains we've had, although the, the titanium weeds are staring at me and taunting me now that they've had some moisture and they are... They are growing and waiting for the John Deere to meet them. So anyway, we'll deal with that in another Saturday or two. So what do you think about uh, the chat team? Uh, As you've heard about it, uh, just a couple of details from a a recent article about that team in the Modesto B. The funding uh, is about, let's see, $800,000. And uh, Sergeant Hammond told us that's uh, uh, HUD funding. And that will keep the program running for about a year and a half. Time for them to look at it, evaluate if it's, uh, if it's working or not. 
What do you think? Uh, you know, again, talking about the Cahoots program up in Oregon, uh, it's the, the value that has been shown of having um, trained professionals uh, from the community being hired by the city to go out as non-sworn uh, people. In other words, they, they don't carry a badge and a gun. Uh, they're non-sworn, but they are uh, employees of the police department and going out and contacting um, calls for service, contacting uh, the homeless in situations where um, no violence is involved. And that frees up on the positive side, police off sworn police officers to respond to heavier duty calls for service. And it'll be very interesting to see over time how that uh, how that works out be curious uh what do you think you think that's a good way to handle uh the homeless issues again a deep subject and we know from our experience with advancing vibrant communities the whole issue involves so many different layers and so many different there's not one particular profile of a homeless person there are many Many different reasons for, uh, ranging from mental illness to uh, uh, drugs to lost a job to uh, whatever it might be, uh, a repossession of a home. And so, uh, again, uh, these uh, these, uh, professionals from the community who are trained, uh, hopefully, will make an impact. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, the impact that this will create over time and the stories uh, that are generated here. Our number here, 209-551-3483. What's your evaluation of that program? As we've heard it from Sergeant Michael Hammond, Modesto Police Department, 209-551-3483. And uh, as uh, we'll be back uh, in about six minutes or so, I want to talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse case and the trial. And not so much, uh, a lot of people are talking about the way it's rolling out. I'm not so much want to center on that right now. But my question to you is, do you believe that Kyle Rittenhouse can get a fair verdict from the jury? Thus far, I think he'll get a fair trial. Uh, especially as you look at uh, the way the judge is holding the prosecutor's uh, collective feet to the fire. The question is, and my question for you, is do you think that Kyle Rittenhouse will get a fair verdict from the jury? And I'll unpack the reasons why I'm worried about that in uh, just a couple of minutes. Again, you're you're listening to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Our number here, 209-551-3483. You can also email me at mikeon1360 at gmail.com. mikeon1360 at gmail.com. And again, we'll talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial. Do you think he can get a fair verdict? We'll be back in about five or six minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 
KFIV. Third Squad is a new podcast about 12 Marines, one journalist, and 20 years of war. I never came back. None of us came back from the war in Afghanistan. We all know how the war ends now, but I was embedded with Third Squad a decade ago when the battle was raging, and now I'm tracking them down to talk about the war and coming home. I'm host and veteran Elliot Woods. Listen to Third Squad on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Good afternoon, everyone. Let's pick it up in Tracy. 205 eastbound right at the I-5 interchange. Three-vehicle accident in the center divide. Traffic very slow back from Grant Line Road. Amantica, of course, 120 eastbound. Trouble from Union Road. Pretty much all the way on to that 99 interchange. Once you're on 99, it is very slow down into the heart of Ripon. That's traffic. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. If you've been enjoying what you hear on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, there's more where that came from. This week on the Buck Sexton Podcast, we dive into the latest in the fight against Fauciism and so much more. It's the Buck Sexton Show Podcast. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Home equity at an all-time high, interest rates at an all-time low. Wondering if it makes sense to refinance, but the idea of calling a big box lender with their high-pressure tactics and call centers makes you cringe. I get it. Tom Sullivan for the local company I trust, First California Funding. I've been sending my listeners to First California Funding for eight years because I trust them to treat you right. No pressure, no bait and switch, no sitting on hold, no selling. Even if your current loan is at 3%, they may be able to save you money. But guess what? They'll also tell you if they can't. Make the five-minute call. You will have a casual, no-pressure conversation with a local expert that has your best interest in mind. First California Funding, 916-989-6222, 989-6222, or start the process in seconds at fcfunding.com. California Bureau of Real Estate. Real estate broker license number 01069872. NMLS number 282458. Equal housing lender. I'm Baratunde Thurston, host of Force Multiplier, a new podcast about leveling up the impact we can have on the world through our relationships. Whether we're talking about health inequity, nutrition insecurity, or racism, I sit with leaders from across the public, private, and nonprofit worlds who are forging partnerships to take action on some of the toughest challenges facing us today. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, and it's easy to see why. Find Force Multiplier on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm billion dollar broker Ryan Serhant, and I'm here to tell you that my very, very popular and successful podcast, Big Money Energy, is returning for season two on October 25th. So subscribe now. Season two features conversations with some of the smartest people in the world, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, Ben Baller, Rebecca Minkoff, Jenny Fleiss, and more. Listen to Big Money Energy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This report is sponsored by Red Pilled America. This week on Red Pilled America, we tell the story of multimedia icon Glenn Beck and how he blazed the trail for how to fight back against cancel culture. Listen to Red Pilled America on the iHeartRadio app. That's Red Pilled America. Gorgeous weekend to look forward to in and around Stockton. Uh, currently a high of 65 today. Overnight low tonight could it dip down to the mid-40s. Saturday a little bit warmer, 69 and uh, 71 to be expected on Sunday. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. 
The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And thank you so much for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon here in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas with you, your personal concierge for conversation here on The Mike Douglas Show. Always so much appreciate your input and our conversations together. So much look forward to this 3 to 4 p.m. hour uh, weekdays here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The conversation uh, right now, uh, moving from our discussion of the of the chat team with Modesto Police Department, to uh, my question to you, do you think that Kyle Rittenhouse can get a fair verdict? And we've seen a lot of the mechanism, uh, machinations of the uh, prosecution and the, and the judge holding the prosecutor's feet to the fire. A lot of that drama that's happening. But my ultimate question to you is, even if the trial itself is fair, can we get a fair verdict from the jury? And I, I have some apprehensions in that direction. Let's find out what you think. Our telephone number here, 209-551-3483, area code 209-551-3483. And to the phones we go, John from Brentwood. What do you think, John? Um, I think not, Mike. I think just the way this thing was covered from the time it happened, um, the, the spin that was put on it from all the media outlets, the way it was covered compared to so much of the other violence and shootings that were happening within the same time span that were pretty much ignored. Um, and also some of the things that even the, our dumb presidents come out and said about this, you know, calling them white supremacists. I know the jury is supposed to be sequestered and stuff, but they pick up stuff like that. And I just don't see, I just don't see him getting a fair trial. I was just given a seven-day ban on Facebook yesterday for posting things um, in support of him being found innocent. Really? So I just don't see it. Yep, and I, I think he can probably get the trial is going to be fair. I just don't see how, how the verdict is going to come down. I just yeah. don't see that happening. Yeah, John, I, I tend to agree with you. One, one of my worries is there is the, I guess you would call it, implicit threat of violence, you know, that the jury probably has in the back of their minds. And as you say, all of this media pressure, uh, and, and I don't know John in general, with today's uh, media and social media and such, how anyone can get a fair trial anymore. I, you know, how, how do you actually have a jury that doesn't know anything uh, and is not influenced going in about any particular subject. I mean, you pretty much uh, have to be in a situation where you can't hear and you can't see in order not to be influenced, don't you think? Exactly. And you, you look at just even that couple in St. Louis that was protecting our home. They were a liberal Democrat couple that came out with guns because then people were marching down the street and they were afraid of their of losing. They were still trying to prosecute those two people. I mean, that is still going on. So it's just it, the whole thing... The, the, the country is kind of inside out at the moment, and hopefully we can get a grasp on it and, and kind of change things back the way it needs to be. But for now, I just don't see, I just don't see him getting a fair trial. I, 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 excuse me, getting he will probably get a fair trial, but I just don't see how the jury is going to, you know, find him anything but guilty. 
All right, John from Brentwood. Thanks for calling in, John. Appreciate you checking in uh, this Friday afternoon. Uh, John from Brentwood also has some apprehensions about that and uh, getting a, a few messages here. Uh, one from Bob, our uh, retired FBI agent. He says uh, there are two types of justice, social justice and constitutional justice. Social is controlled by the mob which pressured the prosecutor to bring the ridiculous charges. And then constitutional justice is resolved in the courtroom where it should be handled, where the rights of the accused are protected. And I I would agree that is the way that it should be. And I I think for, um, for a long time, at least when I was growing up, I... I, I had the sense that I was brought up with the assurance that there was that justice was blind. You you look at justice herself, right, in in the statuary and such, and uh, portrayed with a blindfold and a scale, right? Justice should be blind. It is hard to attain that blind justice level playing field in today's world. I mean, you think about it, um, the, the legal principle of being innocent until proven guilty, the presumption of innocence, that's pretty much dead, don't you think? The principle of, uh, of even self-defense is dead. Uh, John from Brentwood just mentioned, I think I have the right name, the, the Murkowskis, who, who were standing on their property with firearms in their hands because... Uh, a bunch of people were coming uh, by their property and they were yelling things at them. They were threatening them. And, and yet the, they, the property owners, are the ones being pro- prosecuted. Uh, things are, are upside down. Uh, and so this principle uh, of a, you know, a man or a woman's home is his or her castle, I think that died a long time ago. And even... Even I think the Good Samaritan principle is uh, is dead, and I think we can we can thank a lot of in, uh, unscrupulous attorneys for that as well. Remember the the genesis of that, the Good Samaritan rule, basically was uh, if someone is uh, injured or, or hurt, and you go to help them, uh, you would be uh, prevented from being sued or prosecuted if something happened uh, and, and you uh, made a reasonable mistake. Well, what is that anymore? And even in the, in the sense of helping someone who may be under attack, and I think that probably was in Kyle Rittenhouse's mind as, uh, as, as he showed up as these riots were, were taking place, uh, as you look at this whole principle of self-defense, think about the way in advance of the trial that this was being portrayed. Our number here, 209-551-3483. Do you think Kyle Rittenhouse can get a fair verdict? 209-551-3483. The mass media, the traditional network media, and a lot of the cable media as well, and social media make it almost impossible to get a, a, a fair trial or a fair verdict anymore. Uh, CBS Mornings, 
tweeted out. And this was at, let's see, 7.25 a.m., uh, and this was uh, yesterday, uh, 7.25 in the morning, CBS Mornings tweeted out, Kyle Rittenhouse testified in his murder trial yesterday, breaking down in tears as he told the jury he murdered two men at a Black Lives Matter protest last year in self-defense. CBS, as he murdered two men. Well, there was an immediate uh, response to that. And uh, one uh, one journalist reported uh, from the Washington Examiner, I think it was Brock Adams, uh, that there was enough pushback that CBS deleted that tweet and uh, revised it uh, some, I guess, six minutes later. And so instead of uh, as he told the jury he murdered two men, CBS changed it to he killed two men, uh, which is uh, which is true. So you see, there you go. National media is convicting Kyle Rittenhouse already. This wasn't a mistake. They just got caught. They just got caught. Uh, and and uh, uh, John mentioned a, a few moments ago how uh, the president of the United States now Joe Biden uh, referred to Kyle Rittenhouse in, in, in very derogatory uh, terms, in, in terms of being a white supremacist. Uh, Mark Hemingway at Real Clear Investigation says a lot of Rittenhouse coverage and commentary is straight-up libelous. Uh, let's see, journalist uh, Virginia Kruta said when you could just report the story straight, but you jump at the chance to put it in a lawsuit-worthy frame instead is uh, is a sad thing. And then uh, Dan McLaughlin from the National Review Online said, oh, well, then, no need for trials. CBS News has delivered on its verdict. So you see, this is this is the, the problem. And, and even uh, during the trial, and, and this I found grossly inappropriate. Uh, this was on uh, uh, Joy Reid on MSNBC. Uh, Georgetown University law professor Paul Butler uh, was talking to Joy Reid about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Here's what he said. Listen, this is a professor, a law professor from Georgetown University. When Rittenhouse got emotional, it may have come across to the jury as a genuine expression of remorse, or on the other hand, maybe it was crocodile tears designed to elicit sympathy. This is white privilege on steroids. What, what do we mean, white privilege, period? Why does Kyle Rittenhouse breaking down during his testimony, whether you believe it was crocodile tears or, or it was real emotion, why is that white privilege? Who did he shoot? Who did he shoot? Didn't shoot anyone who was black. The person in people he shot at were white. So what does this have to do with racism anyway? The people he shot were white. And and so this law professor Paul Butler criticizes him, and, and he said, this is white privilege on steroids, my friends. This, this, 
again, I, I, I think I'd agree with John, who called a couple of minutes ago. We may be able to turn this thing around at some point, but right now, uh, our culture here in the United States of America and uh, the positioning of the mass media and social media regarding what used to be a model judicial system has totally been undermined and gone sideways. Let me ask you something. Say you're caught in a position where you have to defend yourself and either you injure or, God forbid, kill the attacker. Do you have any confidence at all that you would be acquitted of murder? Do you think you would get a fair trial? Do you think you would get a fair shake from the mass media and social media? It may come back to roost, my friends. You and I may be in that position. Do you think you would get a fair trial and a fair treatment by the mass media, social media in the United States of America? What do you think? 209 551 3483. We'll take your calls about that. 209-551-3483. And uh, got a a few uh, more lighter weight things to talk about as we head into the weekend. More coming up here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A big accident in Modesto, unfortunately. Southbound 99 just before Briggsmore. Two vehicles involved. The left lane clogged up. Traffic at a standstill back from Kernan Avenue. Outside of that typical Friday afternoon commute to contend with. Typical slowdowns, uh, 99 to I-5. Pretty decent, all things considered, in Stockton. That's traffic. I'm Jack Ferris. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. If you've been enjoying what you hear on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, there's more where that came from. This week on the Buck Sexton podcast, we dive into the latest in the fight against Fauciism and so much more. It's the Buck Sexton Show podcast. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Dateline, the true crime original. All new mysteries, Friday nights on NBC, next day on Peacock, and ready to binge wherever you get your podcasts. There's no escape from Dateline, so don't even try. If you don't own a home, you have nothing to fear from home title thieves. But if you own a home like me, and you don't guard it with home title lock, you're inviting home title fraud, one of the fastest growing crimes. Cyber thieves around the world know our home values are sky high, and that makes us a target. The crime is scary simple. A cyber thief simply forges your name on a property sale form and refiles it. Now he's on the deed to your home, and you have no idea you're a victim. Then he takes out loans on your home and vanishes, leaving you to prove to the police that you didn't commit bank fraud. Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect tampering, they help shut it down. If you have equity in your home, guard it with your life. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And enter RADIO for 30 days of free protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. Are you or a loved one struggling with opioids? 
Bicycle Health can help. Bicycle Health prescribes Suboxone and Comfort Meds to help ease opioid withdrawals. Bicycle Health is affordable, discreet, and 100% online, so no clinics, doctor's offices, or waiting rooms. Get the help you need right now, plus ongoing support, all from a team of caring professionals. Get unstuck from opioids with Bicycle Health. Learn more at BicycleHealth.com. This week on Red Pilled America, we tell the story of multimedia icon Glenn Beck and how he blazed the trail for how to fight back against cancel culture. Listen to Red Pilled America on the iHeartRadio app. That's Red Pilled America. Alex Tablian. We're talking congressional redistricting. And at 5 o'clock, what does critical race theory mean for your school? Valley trustee Terry Sladek, the Trevor Carey Show, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Thank you for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon in California's Central Valley. Uh, Just a a couple of footnotes to uh, talk about our... our, uh, thoughts about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, l- let me let me just add my concerns are that there is the implied threat in the back of the minds of the jurors gee if we vote to acquit there might be riots. There might be people showing up in front of our house yelling at us. Uh, There might be news organizations in front of our house. Our lives will be ruined. So there's an implied intimidation, I'm afraid, that could possibly uh, infuse their uh, decision in the in the Rittenhouse decision, and then of course again, uh, Joe Biden uh, basically said that Rittenhouse was a white uh, white supremacist. The media calling him a domestic terrorist, a racist, uh, a murderer. Uh, it's just the way it is today. And uh, my friends, I I have I continually remind you, I don't tell you what to do because you are very intelligent, folks. I simply try to bring up things for conversation for us to mull over together, iron sharpening iron. We both, uh, as we discuss these things, uh, we, we both get a little more sharper in terms of understanding why we believe and, and we get more curious about why other people believe they believe. And that's all good, but I, I do not tell you what to do. I will just say for myself, for myself, if I am in a position of having to defend myself, either out in public or at home, and God forbid that in the process of defending myself or my family, the aggressor gets hurt, or if it becomes a fatal situation, when, and I'm an ex police officer, and I love law enforcement, but if law enforcement arrives, the only words out of my mouth are, I would like to call my attorney, and I'll cooperate with you through my attorney. That's it. I have to be so careful today, because I can't count on our system of jurisprudence being accurate. 
being true to the Constitution. This is a fear. I, I, it's a valid one for me anyway. Maybe you think differently. 209-551-3483. A couple of program notes coming up, of course, today at 4 o'clock. It's the Trevor Carey Show. And uh, later tonight on our sister station, Fox Sports AM 1280, 7 o'clock tonight. Hockey fans, it's the Stockton Heat versus Henderson at the Stockton Arena. That's, uh, again, on Fox Sports AM 1280, 7 o'clock tonight. And then tomorrow here on KFIV, I'll be on with uh, Ed Parco and Marlene Champlin on Real Estate Jerky, and it sounds like we're going to have a really fun time. It, it's going to be a, I guess you could call it a pre-Thanksgiving discussion, and we're going to talk about, uh, just have a chat, an informal chat uh, about Thanksgiving traditions and what inspires us and what even the what we like for food for Thanksgiving. And so it, it's going to be a fun time. And Ed and, and Marlene always, uh, they're a kick. They are a kick to visit with. And so I'll have that privilege tomorrow at 12 noon on Real Estate Jerky here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, again, that's uh, 12 noon tomorrow and uh, maybe repeated during the weekend as well. And then uh, Saturday uh, at 1.30 p.m., um, college football, love college football, Stanford Cardinal versus the Oregon State Beavers. That's at 1.30. And uh, later on, again on our sister station tomorrow, Fox Sports AM 1280, it'll be the Fresno State Bulldogs versus New Mexico Lobos at 3 o'clock on Saturday. So, a lot of great stuff coming up on iHeart this weekend uh, here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, just a note here, again, this is a partial vindication for me. A new study says coffee, and I got my coffee right here, nice and hot. Coffee may be the answer for that bad mood some folks have as daylight hours decrease. You see, the Institute for Scientific Information on Coffee, I didn't know there was one. I might even donate to that. The Institute for... The Institute for Scientific Information on Coffee had a survey of more than 5,000 adults in Europe, and uh, more than a quarter had uh, depression closer to winter. That's interesting, with almost 30% feeling uh, more energized after they uh, drank coffee. And there's uh, their research suggests that 75 milligrams of caffeine every four hours can result in a better mood throughout the day. So there you go. Again, vindicated again. And uh, I'm having probably more than 75 milligrams of, of coffee every day. But uh, there you go again. Uh, another vindication for my cup of coffee. Well, thank you so much for joining uh, us again this Friday afternoon on the Mike Douglas Show. So much. Enjoy being with you Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. here on the Mike Douglas Show. I will see you back on Monday at 3 o'clock here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. God's blessings upon you for a wonderful weekend. See you Monday.